Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast, and thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and in this episode, we are going to talk a little bit more about the differences between small animal practice and large animal practice. Um, But before I get into that, I just want to remind you that I have a contest going on. If you listened to my last podcast, I went a little bit more over my story and uh, why I started this movement in the first place. And um, I also had an invitation at the end uh, for a handful of people. I'm going to select some winners that are going to get free access to my eight-week course that I have developed. Now, it's completely new. I've never done this before. So I wanted to get a handful of people as a sample um, to make sure that I can refine my course before I release it. And so that way I can make modifications as necessary. Um, My guinea pigs, as I call them, are going to be, um, you know, my first group that are going to go through this and they're going to help me refine it. And hopefully my course is going to be so awesome where I don't need to make changes. Um, But I'm going to release those winners right before Christmas. And then we're going to start the course starting in January. So it's eight weeks long, um, eight modules. Um, probably like four or five ebook pages, two videos, and then also once a week we're going to probably do a live chat um, where we're going to be together talking about the homework and um, you know what we're finding with each other as we go through these proven systems that I've developed. Um, I really hope you get a chance to enter into that. I'd love to have you. I'd love to have all of you for free. Um, So with that being said, if you could scroll down on iTunes, leave a review. On Facebook, leave a review. Or if you find me on Google, I just made a new Google My Business for Making Strides. Please just increase my presence so that way I can help more of you start your animal practice, enjoy what you love doing, and get you to a place to where you are successful in whatever place you are. So, um, going back a little bit, uh, the podcast today, what we're going to be talking about is small animal versus large animal and how you can choose, uh, what's going to be most beneficial for you. I feel like at the Parker course, we, and most courses for that means, um, most people ask you to adjust either horses or dogs. And, um, not to say that's right or wrong. I've adjusted all kinds of species, but, um, most people, their pet animals, um, are usually dogs and horses. So, um, for that reason, most people that come into the course usually have one or the other in mind that they're going to be doing full time. And there are certain pros and cons of each. Um, now I will say there's no right answer to this. You can do both for sure, but your attention is going to be a little divided if you choose to do both, Um, especially if you are also a human chiropractor and you want to um, work on large animals, humans, and dogs. Um, So that being said, pros and cons of each. Now, I personally see a lot of small animal, and the pros of small animal is they are accessible. So what I mean by accessible is I go to a vet office and they come to me, which is really, really beneficial because then I can maximize profit and time. So time is a really big resource for me. I don't like sitting in my car. Uh, I've done a lot of it. Um, so that being said, I can drive an hour and I can usually maximize the amount of patients I'm seeing in three or four hours because they're all coming to me. I can see a pet every 15, 20 minutes. Um, so that being said, that is a huge pro. Another pro of um, being in a vet office with small animals is a you know automatic supervision 
which is great if you're in a supervision state. And B, also you have someone to springboard ideas off of. The vet's usually right there. Um, if you need them, you can go ask a question. Um, or say the animal owner needs a consent form filed, the vet's right there. Um, so there, it is beneficial having accessibility to that veterinarian, which may not always be feasible in a large animal structure. Um, the one drawback to small animal practice is usually um, you know, the, the small animal owners. <laughs> and I say this, um, you know, with a grain of salt. Um, they don't always understand what chiropractic is. A lot of times, um, you know, they're referred from their vet or maybe they found you in your elastic effort. And um, pet animals are way different than performance animals. So owners don't necessarily understand, um, okay, this is going to hurt. This has been going on a long time. And um, you know, that takes a little bit more education to get them to where they need to be. And usually I will say, I just, this is a trend, not to say this is how your practice is going to be or should be, but usually you see a lot of geriatric pets and geriatric pets you can keep busy all day with. Um, but structurally you may not be fixing everything. And I know I like to fix things. I like to see people succeed. So it can be kind of daunting and, um, also very, um, hard on you emotionally because you're going to have senior pets pass away and it's going to happen very frequently. I can tell you, um, especially in the winter, um, you're usually going to have like, I want to say three or four patients pass away on you a month. And I know that's hard because in human practice, that isn't something that happens all the time because our lifespan is a lot longer. Um, but with animals, unfortunately, senior pets, especially, um, they are going to pass away and it's going to be hard and it's going to break your heart. Um, but it is part of the job. So that being said, small animal practice is beneficial because you're in one place at one time. Everyone can come to you. You can maximize your time and your efficiency. Uh, vets right there. So supervision is super easy to um, have. You can springboard ideas off of someone. But however, the cons are usually work with geriatric pets. Um, not always. Um, and it's usually mostly, you know, companion animals like dogs or cats. And um, usually the owners require a little bit more um, education as to what are the therapies that you're doing. So. Um, the other version, if you will, of small animal practice is going around to dog shows, um, which I know a lot of people do. Um, kind of beneficial because you can also work on their humans if you're a human chiropractor and you are licensed in that state that you're working in, which is pretty cool because you can work on the handler and the dog, um, which I personally want to do myself. However, lots of driving. So many dog shows are spread out. The hours are really, really long. Um, the people sometimes, not always, can be a little bit high maintenance because, you know, their animal is a performance animal and they have to get results because maybe they prepare for the show for like a whole year and then they only have two days to get the results they're looking for. Um, so a little bit more high pressure. Um, I will find uh, these patients take a little bit less education because usually they understand uh, what chiropractic is about, um, although they usually don't return for care. So say they're out of state and they just come to Texas for one day for a dog show, I may only see them one time and never again. So their ben the, the benefit of care isn't as substantial as, say, me seeing a, a maintenance pet in a vet office every two weeks. So they may not get the full um, you know, benefit of chiropractic care. However, these owners usually are great. 
The animals are usually well behaved. They're used to be being touched. It's, um, you know, really nice because the owners aren't going to freak out if their animal's um, a little sore in some places. At least that's what I find. They're not angry or upset when their animal yelps, um, where some pet owners sometimes are. Um, and I, I like the environment. The energy of being in a show is really, really fun, and I really enjoy it. Um, so that being said, um, not many shows going on right now with the state of the world, but um, I encourage you if you haven't and you're looking to maximize your time and efficiency and maybe you're interested in driving a little bit um, for some great owners, dog shows are a great way to go if you're interested in small animal practice. If you are also a human DC um, and you are looking to maybe do uh, small animal practice, uh, performance animals are a great way to go because uh, you can see humans during the week and do a dog show on the weekend. So you can kind of um, have the best of both worlds. Okay, so adjusting horses is what most people take the um, animal chiropractic course for um, because, let's be real, you make more money adjusting large animals. However, I will say adjusting large animals, although my favorite personally, that's why I took the program, is really, really taxing on your body. Not to say adjusting horses is hard, but it can be very, very draining if you do that all day, every day. Especially if you're smaller um, stature and you need a little bit more speed or a little bit more finesse. Um, sometimes you have to work a little extra hard as well um, to get a certain adjustment done. Um, when you compound that over several horses a day, uh, a week or a month, and you're seeing 10 plus, 20 plus horses, and maybe you don't have the right, um, you know, biomechanics to do so, it's going to be very, very hard on your body. So you have to be mindful of that. Um, and you have to, you know, make time for yourself. Many people I know that do horses as well, um, it's a little bit different of a schedule. Usually they have their routes. They're like two weeks on and then one week off or something like that where they're traveling to the physical locations of these horses. Many of them live very, very far apart. And I know personally that my time is very valuable. So in the time that I sit in the car two and a half hours to get to two horses, I could have treated 20, 30 dogs in a vet clinic. So you have to prioritize your time accordingly. I know a lot of people go to horse shows to kind of circumvent that. Um, same thing with performance animals. You know, if you go to a horse show, most people understand. However, if you're going to the horse show circuit, you have to be mindful of licensure status. So if I'm a DC in Texas and I want to go up to Oklahoma, I can ask permission for the weekend that I'm there or I have to carry a dual license. So I have to be licensed in Texas and in Oklahoma, and then I also have to follow the respective rules on animal chiropractic while I'm there. Um, so just be mindful of that, that um, animal chiropractic laws are different in the state that you are. You can't just follow a horse around, um, which is unfortunate. It is what it is. Um, but hopefully, you know, you know, legislature will change in the future. And I will say it's really nice. Um, I've shadowed a couple animal chiropractors. Is um, Most horse patients, when you get acquainted with them, is usually the owner's not even there. So usually you have like a trainer or they make you a list, like a farrier has a list and you just pretty much, horses are tied, you show up and you pretty much, you make your own schedule. You bam, 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 and you can get as um, done as fast as you want. Um, you know, usually you're by yourself. Sometimes people have an assistant. It really varies on the um, animal chiropractor, but it's really nice having just a list to go by so I can go in whatever order I want. 
um, or I can flip-flop and trade around, and I don't necessarily have to stop and talk to an owner and educate them, um, which can be very, very nice. Um, I can leave materials, um, but sometimes, if I'm being honest, I don't want to talk to an owner if I'm really, really tired, hot, and sweaty, and maybe hungry. So um, it can be really beneficial seeing large animals um, if you just have a list and you just show up to a barn, but that does take time to build up that clientele. Also, when you're seeing horses, you have to take into account that uh, you may be in a state that requires supervision. Um, large animal vets are really hard to get a hold of, and if you need direct supervision, their schedule varies just as much as yours does. Driving around um, all the time on barn calls can be exhausting, and trying to uh, get your patients on their schedule um, can be really, really hard. Uh, referrals for large animals is 10 times as hard as small animals, uh, you know, just logistically because it's hard to get on their schedule. Um, so I will say um, if you are interested in large animal, that I recommend that you shadow a large animal vet um, or something like that or be at the barn when they're already doing shots, teeth, or whatever it may be. Um, so that way you just can, you know, make the most out of your time. So that way you aren't wasting a valuable time uh, standing around doing nothing. So um, very big drawback for me seeing horses was that vet referral because I'm in a state that requires it. And um, I just didn't want to have to wait on a referral form when I can sit in a vet office and just have them uh, theoretically coming to me all day. Um, the vet's right there eager and willing to sign. So um, I hope this podcast gave you an educated look as to the pros and cons of small versus large and also performance versus pet um, animals and uh, which way you want to practice is completely up to you. But whatever it may be, I hope you're successful. I hope you're happy and I hope you really enjoy it because it is such a great animal chiropractic practice is such a great profession to be in. Um, so until next time, we'll talk soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.